And welcome back to The Rumor Mill, the weekly talk show where we get together and chat about all things RuPaul's Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race UK spoilers, uh, things going on in our lives, and drama in the Drag Race community. I'm your host, Evan Ayers, your favorite pig in a wig, and I am joined by our all-star uh, roundtable today. We are joined by the one and only Jamila Zara, George Munoz, and Brett Baxley. So hello, my friends. How's it going? Hi. Hello. Hello. Um, so this is it. We want to go ahead and off the bat do an introduction. This is the first time George and Brett or or Jimmy Anti Anti Jimmy Anti have um, been together on the air. And for listeners at home, we, it was brought to our attention last week. The two of them definitely um, have similar sounding, soothing twink voices. So I want to give you guys a shit. We're going we're gonna to work on some way of differentiating the two of you for those of you um, as we get to know you guys both better. But I'm so glad you guys could be here. Um, I want to kind of go around the room quick and just kind of see how everyone's doing. George, we missed you last week, so I'll let you go oh, first. I know. Um, what's up? How's your week been? My week was so long. I'm sorry for missing last week, by the way. It was totally last second. Oh, no worries. But thank you so much, Brett, for being here to take my place. And it's like I wasn't even gone, apparently. <laughs> you uh, couldn't yeah, even I mean, know um, that. <laughs> yeah, George, you worked at Panera too, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was there enough to... For people to assume that I work there. Um, but my week was so fun. It was Halloween weekend, obviously. Um, and I really took advantage of it. I dressed up like you three days in a row. You like you were so into it. You Girl, took advantage, took advantage I, of a lot of things. I, <laughs> like my boyfriend's housing accommodations, bitch. <laughs> this George Munoz out of nowhere calls me. So th- in DC, there's this thing on the Tuesday before Halloween every month, every year, mm-hmm. there is the DuPont circle. It's called the high heel race. And so like the local government, like they come, there's like a bunch of like different organizations and it's literally people come dressed in high heels and they race down a block of uh, 17th and R street. Yeah. And my boyfriend lives literally like at the corner where the starts totally by accident that he got this apartment, but it's been great. Because whenever this event happens every year, we can have people over. It's just a great way to just like kind of pop out and see everybody. It's a whole production. George calls me and he waddles up to this apartment. He first of all, like from the from the neck down, you look like Chris Jenner, but like like the body before she had kids, like you look like so snatched. <laughs> but then he comes in. He's got this goddamn spider has on his head. Oh, it was cute. The spider was so cute, but it was cute once it was all like like you came in like maybe seventy five percent through with fascinating that actually on your head. <laughs> This spider couldn't, it was honestly had a wingspan or a, a tarantula span of at least five feet. Mm-hmm. It was huge, but it kept falling off. And you just, you just look so like disheveled when you you just come with me, you just grabs me by the shoulder and you, you just go, help me get this damn spider on my head. <laughs> so we, like there was this mad, you looked amazing, but it was a very much a, uh, I was proud of that look. Actually. I, I like, I, I wanted to do like a fascinator, like you'd see in like race horse races, yeah. But like make it spooky, and I did that. Make but it, it was so. <laughs> and I did that. Big. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. But it was so big. It wasn't heavy. It was just so big that it would fall off my wig. And so, I like had a wig on. That's right. I had a yes. And so I just had trouble. And so I may have utilized um evan's boyfriend's home oh, i was fine it was just, my, my it was, wardrobe for a second well and it was just it was just classic homosexual like moderately inconvenienced by like their own doings for a halloween costume so it was very funny it was there was nothing bad but so you had a good halloween what'd you do after that Anything great exciting? um nope and then i dressed up more on actual halloween yeah i fell backwards into a puddle in bad drag oh it wasn't fun that's just wednesday for me <laughs> Are you interested um, in doing drag? Because you were, like, I just saw pictures, but you really looked into it. Oh, I, I actually love, and Brett, I bet you can attest to this because you actually do this and you're good at it. But, like, I, like, really love the process of, like, getting into drag. I think it's so fun and like just playing like the gayest music you can play and like getting into it yeah the few times that i've i've been put in mug it's you've painted me because you're good at it and i i will agree the most fun of those nights have been like we're just like we'll sit in the bathroom like on the toilet well, not literally on the toilet but you know like that's like that's, that's like that's the that's, that's the getting together section and you just like painting my face like picking music that's all, i always enjoyed that bit the most of it so yeah, yeah. well but, yeah if you guys both do drag too then that's going to be even more confusing lol I'm um, not quite as good as Brett. Well, Brett's George, <laughs> George Anti, another member to the drag family. Oh, I love it. And George will be in my drag family. Well, no, what if, it should just be Anti Brett, so we know it's who it's what it yeah, is. There you go. <laughs> um, Brett, how or Jimmy, how are you? What's going on? I'm so glad you're back this week. Yes, I'm good. I've had a long ass week, and it's only because. So, 
I am a full-time student, a part-time fast food employee, a part-time retail employee, and then a part-time drag queen. So I have like so much on my plate. But this last week, even though it's been Halloween, has been entirely engulfed by school. I had a five-page paper, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's on a it's anthropology, which is not my not my tea. So I've spent the entire week researching for a stupid anthropology paper and um not a single exciting thing has happened to me because I've been holed up in the library writing a stupid paper. Oh, do you guys miss those days? Jamila, do you miss being a student? Um, you know what? I sure I as hell do. That sounds lovely. I miss, yeah. I miss the lifestyle. I don't miss the work. Like, I love the fact that when I was in college, I took all of my classes between 10 and 3. And then I just did whatever mm-hmm. the fuck I wanted after that. Whether it was take long naps, whether it was like, fuck someone's son. It was just <laughs> whatever I wanted to do, you know? It was like I had so much free time and those 10 a.m classes were like worse like i was like oh my god i have to get up at 10 a.m 10 a.m oh god right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything before 11 i did not show up to i my teachers can attest to that yeah well jimmy i'm glad you finished your paper and you're here yes. she's printed and i'm ready to turn her in tomorrow morning um the paper the paper's not for turning <laughs> <laughs> you're getting an a i can feel it yeah i feel it. good vibes coming to you oh thank you um and then jamila i aside from how your week's been i heard that you had a very very special uh um encounter this weekend or that or throughout the week you did you see one I Alyssa did. edwards i <gasps> did i saw uh, Alyssa edwards on friday it was did you so just good. run into her did you watch no, her I tell us everything <laughs> So I, um, I mean, you guys were in the group chat. I was soliciting uh, money for Alyssa Edwards tickets because I did not want to pay for it myself. But I was like, hey, if someone else buys me Alyssa Edwards tickets, I totally will go. And Joe Batance, Daddy Joe, Zaddy Joe, he told me to call him Zaddy now. Um, He likes the Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He bought me tickets. And so I went to see her on Friday after work. And it was really good. I mean, essentially, it was just um, an extension of her show, Alyssa's Secret. It was, yeah, it was just an extension of that. But, you know, she had some funny stories. Um, Actually, hold on one second. Let me look something up. Because while she was funny, I thought the person who opened up for her was like, 10 times funnier oh my god yeah he was a a a gay comedian who had like the best hair he was just he 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 was just um just a dude like very much like a comedian like jeans a black shirt no like nothing you know crazy about the way he looked except for he had really 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 long blonde curly hair and he was cute but he was really funny so i was really impressed with him um, and I will find out his name, but, uh, but Alyssa was good. Uh, I could tell that she, it's not really the thing that she wants to be doing with her time, you know? Cause it's like, she, okay. I, cause <laughs> in the sense that, in the sense that, uh, she looked fantastic, but you could kind of tell on the back of her mind, she was thinking, when is this shit over? And so she was she, she was just like it was she was it was like kind of like a discussion she was just kind of sitting there telling stories she was just sitting there telling stories and she actually told this really funny story about um how she bought a house but she didn't know about the homeowners association so she didn't know that like when you buy a house you can't just do whatever you want to your yard so she had planted palm trees <laughs> and this was like somewhere where palm trees aren't even native and she had to talk to the homeowners association and when they knocked on her door she was in drag and so she told this really, really <laughs> funny story but um but yeah you could just get a, you could kind of get a feel that she you know she, there were other places she'd rather be and i mean also i don't fault her too because it was the it was her first uh so she did a run at caroline's which is a comedy club in new york and her run was from the first through the third so basically friday through sunday and there were two showings for each day so i went to the seven thirty showing but there was a ten thirty showing that night 
Uh, so she was, yeah, she was saving I, up for really that. It really looked like she was thinking, like, calculating, okay. like, okay, uh, how long, how much longer do I have? And all right, I have to do another showing. It just didn't look like, you know, she was, but at the same time, it's like, yes, she is funny. And yes, she's basically doing Alyssa's secret, but, um, you know, she's also a performer. She didn't do any dancing or anything, you know? Oh so, yeah, exactly. Huh. So it was really her. I don't know if that's like her strength is just being um, in front of a crowd telling a story. And also what she told us about or what she told the crowd about Alyssa's secret was so funny. She said that World of Wonder basically put her in a basement and was like, put you know, and she's in front of a camera. And she said, I, this is why she said that the show was so funny, because there's nobody else there. They really just turn on the camera and leave her there to be by herself. And she just talks like she just she was like, I talk for about, you know, an hour and a half. And then what you see is what they've spliced together. Yeah, that's definitely I've, I've heard rumors or not rumors. It's pretty, pretty well discussed that the, the World of Wonder like studio is just a basement like <laughs> in West Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, I, I would agree that she is definitely like one of those people where she's great when she's not kind of put on to be great she i think she's great in those little one-off moments mm-hmm. yes but yeah her her strengths definitely seem to be with with the tons and so well, that's very nice of joe i'm glad you got to go see her at least oh, i've yeah, actually never seen her perform uh, have you seen her droid or jimmy i have never seen Alyssa. she's one of literally one of my favorite drag queens and i have not seen her Back in the days of that's town, George, by the way, back, oh yeah, that, that was George. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen her either, though, so it applies to me as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when she would come to DC back in the days of town, um, you couldn't even. There was an. I didn't even go because there was no getting yeah. in the door there. It was it was craziness. So good for her. She's definitely got a uh, very successful career for herself. So I'm um, good for her. Um. So, Jimmy, I know that we don't have you for the full time today, so I want to jump to you first. I would love to get your thoughts on this last week's episode. I know you had a very, very um, – I, I wanted to bring up your uh, your Instagram story about your drive through at Panera, but we'll get that to that. Well, that I was I was fully engaged, bitch. I, like, stopped what I was doing. I was like, I got to know what's going on here. Um, I'll ask about that later. But, uh, yeah, I do want to check in. What did you think of last week's episode? Last week on Drag Race UK, we saw that our rumors also were correct. We had a girl group challenge where um, resulted in the first three-time win in the series run ever. So all three contestants, it was Zavini DeCampo, um, Bag of Chips, and Blue Hydrangea, all won the challenge this week. And we saw a lip sync between... Uh, the Vivian, who I don't think we knew actually who the Vivian, we did not know the Vivian was lip syncing, but we did know that it was Crystal going home mm-hmm. and resulted in the elimination of Crystal Beth, Jimmy Anti. What were your thoughts on this week's challenge or this week's episode? I, yes. So I think that the girls are really, really talented and they're really bringing it on this Drag Race UK. It is so exciting to see them like, on the stage and do their verses. Like they are really captivating and I love watching them. And it was really nice to have like a drag race challenge where they didn't really like focus on the fact that like none of these girls can sing because most of them could sing well, which is literally like, that's not normal for drag race because these U S girls are just trying to be pretty and sell a t-shirt. And these girls are used to fucking doing shows by themselves and they have to be incredibly talented to hold their audiences. And so it really... But they can lip sync, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> these girls, they're, uh, they're... I love them. However, uh, that aside, I just... These looks that they came out on for these girl groups, I am not a fan. Um, the um, the frock destroyers who were dressed, I, I loved the concept. I loved the cock destroyers reference. I loved that they were trying to go like fetishy, but I just felt like they all looked busted. Like they looked like half put together. They looked like they had been like, they'd been through it. Like almost as, as though they had done the number a few times in drag. And they were like, okay, one more time girls. Like this is the last take we promise. Like that's very much what they looked like to me. It felt, they just felt like super put together. And on U S drag race, I feel like they give them a look, like maybe they give them a few more pieces of wardrobe to wear. And they, on this one, they're like, yeah, you're, you're honestly on your own, 
did you do you agree do you think that they looked like kind of crazy or were you just like living for it like what were you thinking about the frock destroyers Mm -hmm. jamila i okay i thought the frock destroyers did good first of all I want to say about this episode, I watched it kind of late, but when I was reading about the episode, people acted, they, I, I saw something that said, this is the best episode of RuPaul's Drag Race ever. Like, mm. even, even like for the American version. So I had high expectations and I was kind of disappointed because it was okay. It wasn't like amazing. Um, but between the two, between the two girl groups, I liked the way that Filth Harmony looked more than Frock Destroyers because the thing about a girl group is that very rarely, I, the only girl group I can think of where everyone kind of looked the same was like Destiny's Child because it was like Beyonce's mother making the costumes and like she would put Beyonce in shorts, Kelly in a skirt, and Michelle in pants. But for the most part, it was like uniform. But the great thing about girl groups is that they all look different. And so you can I find the one that you identify with. Like, oh, she's the slutty one. Oh, she's the innocent one. Oh, she's the like, you know, and, and that's that's the one thing I love about girl groups. And I felt like Filth Harmony did that more. I and, totally agree. Um, I had the same thoughts. Yeah, like why were why was the why was the entire Frock Destroyers blonde? It was just you know it just it felt me. flat. Like yeah, as a group, they like, looked really flat. And Filth Harmony, I, I was like, okay, it looks like Fifth Harmony. Like they look like a girl group. I agree. And they and they even, and they even made the effort to point out they showed one of them being like, oh, look at so and so wearing the the pink hair. Like she's the Beyonce. It's like yeah, there mm-hmm. has to be Beyonce of the group. And yeah. I like the fact I like. I like, I honestly liked the lyrics more for Filth Harmony. So I disagree with the judges. However, I do agree with their critique that Cheryl stole the show and that the other two just kind of looked really bad next to her. Oh, their choreography was sad. Like their their yeah. physical performance, Filth Harmony wasn't it. But I thought they looked better and... I liked the, I liked their song better for sure. Yeah, George, you look you look perplexed. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm realizing I had a few drinks when I watched this episode. <laughs> um, the this Frock episode? Destroyers are the ones who won, right? <laughs> the Frock Destroyers they won, won yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what question that I did, I, and I just can't recall it, but did the judges say any say very much about either of their appearances at all? I, I feel like I can't remember the judges saying anything at all about appearances, especially like for the girl group. Yeah, I feel part, like for Frock for... Destroyers, it was more about their performance. Like they praised their performance. Yeah, and yeah. Then they, pra- they praised the lyrics too. They, yeah, they praised their performance. But then with uh, Filth Harmony, they said that their looks were disjointed, which is the thing that I disagree with. Mm, yeah. For, from what I remember, I uh, Frock Destroyers blew them out of the water. So I... I think I do disagree with y'all on that front. Um, what did you I like about them? Back. I like the song, and I think that was the challenge. This okay, yeah, I'm going to tell you. I like the frock song short, was like, not was not uncatchy. Like I walked away with the, like, in it. my head. I was like, this. I mean, this is a whole other conversation we could have about drag drag race music. But in the scheme of things, like this was a much better. Whoever this this gentleman who is apparently very well known that helped produce it, Emily K. Such and he a, was such like, a, I just liked him. I just really liked yeah, I him. Yeah, he was so really enjoyable. Much. He wasn't trying to be mean to the girls. He was like it was happy so, to see them do well. He was it was so refreshing seeing him like actually like fawning over like how talented Demita DeCampo was and like just being like genuinely like nice to them. And that that, that probably shows why they did so well. Yeah, I yeah. And, and maybe it's just because I, I wasn't paying as much attention as I should to the episode, but I just I didn't feel like um, Filth Harmony did well at all. I, I just, from what I recall, it it was like the choreo was not good. Well, it yeah, felt awkward. Performance wise, they didn't. Do yeah, it. but and they I didn't think, I think sonically they did well they either. Performing the song, really, you know, like the you, they performed the song when they were recording it with Emanike, and mm-hmm. like I just liked the lyrics better. You know, like as far mm-hmm. as like um, being a girl group that's trying to break up. Like yeah. I just thought their lyrics were better, but you're but you're right. As far as vocals, I think that um, that Frock Destroyers had it more than 
I give them I give them that. I, they could sing. I, I yeah. But the song, yeah. it's so catchy though. Like, like Evan was saying, it is probably one of the best drag race challenge songs if you don't include like the final four songs that those do that they do that are iconic but like production wise like usually the main stage songs that they perform are so awful like what comes to mind is like the bitch ball like awful and this is like it was so good like genuinely if a pop girl came out with this the gays would be bopping to it well, guess what? I mean, UK actually took to it. It was like the second highest charting song on iTunes the next day. That's amazing. Yeah, like yeah, good for them. it's crazy coming from Drag Race at all. I, it may have hit number one. I don't know. I haven't looked at it since then, but I know it definitely hit number two on like the UK charts. Period. Let me ask hope- you guys this question. Oh, good, good, Jimmy. Uh, I was just gonna say, I hope the US Drag Race kind of takes a note and maybe does like a song challenge earlier in the season that's like well produced <laughs> because it was so fun to see and like in I would love to listen to like my favorite US girls have a song that's like at the top of the charts genuinely like that would be so cool well I mean I I don't know if this is the case but it's like this is you know uh, an occasion where th- they had someone who doesn't produce Rue's music produce the song oh yeah i never thought about that yeah i was gonna say it sounded oddly really great interesting (laughs) what did you guys think of for me what i found most most compelling about this episode because you know i'm a big sap i did not know anything about section 28 is that the the correct 28 um the bit with where dina decampo talked about working in schools and how there was a period of time about being gay what's that like how they couldn't even talk about being gay in school yeah that that yeah, it was it was brought on by Margaret Thatcher, and it was essentially like the it was not you were not allowed to talk about it, or the the promotion of homosexuality was like forbidden in the UK, which I had no idea about, and like I don't know, I just I found I've I've had this um, weird. I think the reason why I like this season so much is probably largely because of Davida Campo, and I've, I've I've connected to her in a way that I connect to like Katya when I watched it the first time. I just I think there's like a really interesting rawness to her, but she's also very very successful in the show. But hearing her tell those stories was so interesting to me. And I was so surprised that as a gay person, I didn't know anything about Section 28. Like, had you guys known that before? Am I am I ignorant? No, or? I had never heard of that. No, I hadn't heard I of it. I was shocked. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it really, and it, I think kind of makes to the point where why people still make a big deal. But, oh, like, things are things are better. But, you know, people, this was not that long ago. This is in the 60s. So um, I had a very I interesting think, break. I mean, um, I've. I've noticed, like, I, I noticed, uh, especially, like, in terms of, like, race relations, people seem to think that things are better overseas than they are here. And, like, oh. you hear things like that and you real or you hear things like that. You hear things like, you know, like, there are people who think that police brutality is just a U.S. thing. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. it's not. It occurs in, in, in the U.K. too. And so something like that, you think, like, you know, there are people who think that, you know, London is a, or, you know, or Europe is a, um, a a friendlier place to the LGBTQ community than the U S and like, that's just not necessarily true, especially when blue was telling the story about Northern Ireland. I didn't know about that either. Yeah. I was actually really shocked when blue said that gays still can't get married. Well, so they apparently, so since this, since this is wrapped and recorded, they actually, it, it is legal now. <gasps> oh, that's but great. the fact that this was but six months ago, yeah. months ago <laughs> this, it's still it's still quickly on, on the heels of progress. Yeah, very okay, interesting. Hey, I just did some quick Googling, and apparently Section 28 wasn't repealed until like the early 2000s. Yeah, what That is so crazy. And thanks, Maggie. Yeah, gosh, that is, it is crazy. Yeah, you always think that like it's the worst here in America because we do have such a conservative culture overall. Um, so it is really shocking to hear that such extreme legislation was in effect in a foreign country that we consider to maybe not be as conservative as us for so long, so recently. Yeah, and again, I, I, what I said about what I was excited about this season of Drag Race is that we were going to be exposed to we were we we're going to learn new new characters, new culture, new things about like you know I learned more about Margaret Thatcher or whatever, but things like this again, like I I don't know when I would have honestly learned about Section Twenty Eight and not yeah. for the show. So kudos to Drag Race for showing that, and I'm very glad that they um, brought light to it, and I'm glad that it is no longer in action. 
Um, Thanks, RuPaul. Yeah, rot, rot, Maggie Thatcher. Um, okay. Also, I want to talk about the looks briefly because like, I don't know how much time I have with you, Jimmy, but I want to give Jimmy and Jamila a chance to talk about the looks this episode, not on the actual challenge, but the runway. Mm-hmm. I personally think they just are fucking nailing these looks this week. And yeah. I and I, I said to someone, I was talking to, to my boyfriend about why I like this this cast so much is that you can tell that these looks are very like polished and there's a there's there's a definitely like, a refinery to it. But you can tell that a lot of it was made by them, or it's not. They, they didn't go and spend seven hundred thousand dollars or whatever, you know For on sure. this wardrobe to bring you this show. So I, I think there's an there's an authenticity and a rawness to it, but it's still fucking good. So what did you got? What, what were some standouts for you guys? So oh, like you were saying, oh blue, yes, girl, yes. Oh my god, blue hydrangea! I screamed! I screamed! As the horse, <laughs> so beautiful, and I think that that is, you know, blue's strong point is just her looks. Like there are some episodes where the, you know, like even the episode I remember where she had the three boobs. It was like she had done terrible in the challenge, but she was like, I'm going to wow them with my look. Like, that's her strength for sure. And well, Davina, Evan, Davina, Davina uh, was my other favorite. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's so funny. Davina's like, in the beginning, she was like, oh, yeah, I'm like not a look queen. And Davina has turned some <gasps> fucking looks. This yeah, she kind of is a look queen. <laughs> she definitely is a look queen. Um, No, Evan, like you were saying, the U.S. girls literally spend thousands of dollars. I had, like... I have heard that sometimes girls, especially the ones from New York, will spend upwards of $20,000 on their drag race package. Wow. Like, I mean, some, some of these gowns are crazy. Yeah. But like, like you were saying, the same effect comes across like Crystal's look. If you look up close and you really scrutinize the look, you can see some imperfections and you can see some flaws. But the concept and the impact that her look had, it is, it was so cool. She was head to toe in this fabric and had the mask on and it was just such a cool effect. I loved Crystal's look so much. And conceptually, I just love that her take on the races was still this crazy hat, but she literally wore the same fabric that like an ugly floral fabric that those old ladies would wear to the races. And she covered herself in it skin tight so cool. I thought it was such a great concept. I agree, George. Yeah, I so Crystal, I will I'll say this to the end. Crystal is was my favorite queen on the show. Um, I think she's just like the type of drag that I need. Um, I will say though, I loved her outfit very, very much, but it's one of the first times on this the UK series that I've seen a silhouette that I've seen before. Like, I've seen Crystal Silhouette in the U.S. Drag Race series um, a couple times. The one that's coming to mind immediately is P- Puss in Boots, uh, whoever did that. Monique Hart? Yeah, I think God, with the big hat. What's wrong with um, In the cat suit as well. Yeah. Um, but every other time before that, I don't think I've seen, like, a, a look being, like, redone in UK, which I've really liked. So I really give the entire cast kudos to that. Like they're so original with their looks and I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Jamilo, um, did you have any that were like stinkers to you that you're like, eh? Yeah. I mean, and you know what? And I think this is like a repetitive thing. Like Cheryl Hole, I think Mm. Cheryl Hole, um, just doesn't push herself far enough when it comes to looks, you know, like I, I loved her look. For the challenge, like the white look, it's it that was very like pop star. But this purple dress, it just looked like something she could buy from like TJ Maxx. Like there was just nothing special or um, high fashion or elevated about it at all. So I, I don't. And now that I'm thinking about it, like I don't know if it was the worst look, but it definitely it was, was pedestrian. <gasps> Yeah. Oh shit! You beat me to it. <laughs> or you didn't uh, it was you that said it. My <laughs> my favorite read that um, what's her name Michelle Michelle ever does is call a look pedestrian. Like it is the most vicious thing that you can say. Well, it's so hard hitting. She gave it and she gave it to you after she was like, and I just I never thought I would win the girl group challenge. She's like, well, your look is still pedestrian. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> so it's crazy is that. Um, it's not crazy at all, but I always compare Cheryl Holt to Alyssa. I feel like she's the Alyssa of the season, <coughs> especially with the tongue pops and like her, her big personality. Um, 
Which Alyssa's really not the best with looks either. And I wonder if it's just like the type of that type of person. I don't know. Alyssa, Alyssa got better with the looks, but I probably to your point, Jimmy, Alyssa well, got better at the looks because she had someone make them for her. Yeah. It literally. Well, my, I, my introduction to Alyssa Edwards was all stars too. And I thought her looks were amazing. But then when I went back and watched her season, I, <laughs> Oh yes. But her, the, their personality makes up, you know? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that Rue and Rue is such a sucker for like the same kind of person. Cause you know, Rue, it's very well known that Rue just loves Alyssa Edwards and they're showing Rue kind of like taking a liking to, to um, what's her Cheryl Hall because she does they show her doing the tongue pop each time like when she walks out like little little hints that, 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 that I show as RuPaul as the producer like definitely showing some some favoritism there. Um, I also want to point out, um, b- aside from the fact that we got a reading challenge this episode, I loved this guest judge, the girl from Little Mix. I oh yeah, too. she was really funny. It's so interesting. Yeah, it's so funny how sometimes, like, I mean, we, we talk about the times that they had some of these bigger, bigger names that end up kind of flopping. Like Shania Twain was like one of the worst guest judges of all time. But this person, who I mean, I obviously like know who Little Mix is, but I, I didn't know this girl from anyone else at Forever Twenty One. And she was so engaged. She was. She gave like genuine critiques, and you could tell she was really having fun with it. And her little bit that she told Bag of Chips, like you look like the man at the pump, but like, I mean that in the best way. She was like very much like there to offer sincere critic, sincere um, commentary. And I, I think that's fun. I, I think it makes for a better, a better runway judging panel. So I liked her a lot as well. Um, any reads that you guys thought were interesting? I got to tell you, if one more person does the whole, like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be good at this, puts the glasses on and like whips our deck around. Oh, like it's been funny. done. It's been done, honey. Like, but at I mean, the I, same time, I think Crystal maybe thought, well, no one in the UK has seen this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, and that, and that's funny, too, because li- I'm, I'm liking that you, if you watch it and like, you kind of listen to RuPaul's bits, you can tell that there's very there's been conversations with Ru. It's like, this is a show that is it's going on BBC. People have never seen this show like that are watching it. So you, you have to explain things a little more like, specifically, which is why he always says, I'm going to ask you to Shantae or Sashay. And in this one, he was like, so... On, like he kind of like gave a reason to why why the reading challenge was a thing because when I show my straight family like when this like, I always, it's my big thing I get drunk at Thanksgiving and I'm like watch Drag Race with me and they're like why are they being why and I show like the reading challenges I'm like why are they just being mean to each other and like because we we know what we know what reading is because reading Ru- is fundamental fundamental but they're like what so like the, the RuPaul is a little bit like it, it was helpful and mm-hmm. it was interesting seeing that like be used so. I don't know. I thought it was a very serviceable reading challenge. Nothing like nothing out of the uh, out of the ordinary. Yeah, it wasn't a yeah, conquer, but it wasn't great. special. Yeah, I'm glad we got it though. But yeah, guys, any other thoughts on the episode before we get on to? I want to talk about a little bit of some hot goss or drama um, going on over Paul before we get to the rumors for next week. Um, any last thoughts about the episode? Um, as sad as it was to see her go, I think and she, again she was my favorite queen. I think Crystal definitely deserved to go home this episode and it's on the right track. Yeah. I mean, no chance they are sending Vivian home. Agreed. No. And it was really cool yeah. to see Vivian lip Like that's one thing that I hate sometimes is when you have someone who's so amazing and you never get to see them lip sync until like the finale. Like I'm glad that we got to see Vivian lip sync. Yeah, yeah, these are these are typically the episodes where um a front runner has to lip sync and it like kicks them in the ass and this is the moment when they do their U-turn. Yeah. You um, think the Vivian's a front runner? Yes. Really? Do you got who do you guys think's a front runner still? Vivian for sure. Definitely. Vivian and Davina are my uh, two picks. Vivian, Davina, and Aga probably. And Baga, no, well def well definitely them, but like of the three, I think Baga's gonna take it. I want it to be Davina, but right now I think Bag is the front runner. You think she's gonna win? I think Baga's gonna win. I think I think they're gonna save her. I think they're gonna try to. They're not gonna let her win because they're gonna want. She's good TV, and I don't know if they're gonna like incorporate UK girls on US All Stars or if they want to eventually do a UK All Stars. But I know that they are not gonna want to like let go of Baga by giving her a win. Oh no! Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wanted to. It, it's just yeah, it's too it's too close still. But literally, this is the first time this week that we saw someone. I mean, Davina st- and Baga won, but Blue was the first non of that trio to win a challenge this whole season, which is crazy. Which so I didn't know. They're, and definitely, I, I, they're definitely dominating. Yeah, I didn't listen to last week's episode because I didn't want to hear the rumors, um, which was kind of refreshing for once watching 
the episode and not knowing he was going to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and based on the rumors that I, I had heard before last week's episode, I didn't know that anyone besides the top three were going to win any challenges because up until last week, right? We didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. Um, I want to pivot for a second and talk about Jamila because you made some comments last week. We talked with Joe, Daddy Joe Batanz about this Todrick Hall. Um, have you guys familiar do, and I'm, I'm a big um, avid listener of this podcast, the race chaser with Willem and Alaska, where they do a weekly recap of drag race. And then they, on Fridays, they release a, a segment called hot goss. Um, and they, this week they addressed the Todrick Hall drama and they essentially, to make a long story short, the discussion that Willem and Alaska has, they essentially defended Todrick. And they they went on, and Willem kind of made the point, he was like, well, as a, someone who provides work and services, like, you should know exactly what you're getting into before you agree to it. It's kind of on you. But on the but flip that's side the thing of... Is that the people didn't, right? They, that, that, they, that's the thing that they didn't. And they both have been very critical of people who have not paid drag queens before. So do you, like... Do you? What do you think about? Have you had a chance? Has anyone else listened to this, or is it just me? I have not listened to the episode. Yeah, me neither. I really listen to it. I I kind of think it. I think it's. I think it's a little. I think it's a little bullshit. Honestly, they're definitely just pandering to their friend, who probably will give them work later on. (laughs) You won't pay for it. I agree for sure. That is a little disappointing that they um, have that to say about the situation. Yeah, it sucks well, being an it's... artist and not getting paid for your work. <laughs> like that's awful. Yeah, I mean they they you should. I just I don't think it's as notable as he is, and he has a fucking line in his song that says, "I don't work for free." That's not the tea hunty. Like, hello. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's my rant. Um. So yeah, that was what I had to say about that. And then I'll save the the Katia drama because I don't even think it's worth talking about. There is this thing in the news recently about I guess the the UK um, tabloids have totally taken something Katya said out of, out of context. And it's turned into Katya saying like the headlines reading Katya from drag race says that her experience with RuPaul was worse than pearls. And it was like, apparently it's like totally taken out of context, but they saw that Katya reacted to the first article that was posted and her visceral like anger with it. Just like, they just blew it up very much like Royal family style, like lambasting her in the medium. Uh, it isn't like the UK tab, aren't the UK tabloids like really vicious? The even, Daily Mail, even compared, yes. yeah, they're like really vicious to famous people there. So that's not surprising to hear that at all. Yeah, well, but I first of all, good for Katya being in the headlines in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, Jimmy? I said I listened to the interview that they were like all talking about, and literally what she's saying is they were talking about the pearl thing, and she was like. She basically said, well, yeah, Pearl was not smart for expecting her idol to be an idol. Like she, you shouldn't, she said, she said, don't meet your idols. That's one thing that they quoted in all those articles about Katya is that she said, don't meet your idols. And she was talking about RuPaul, but she wasn't saying that she had a bad experience with RuPaul. She's just saying you, you can't idolize someone and meet them and expect that. And so she was basically being like, Pearl was stupid for expecting RuPaul to be iconic and amazing and and super sweet and nice. But then she said that her experience on RuPaul's Drag Race was terrible. And that's another thing that they kind of took out of context. Because she literally just talked about how, you know, she had, she was sober. So she was having a hard time with that. And she had an incredible anxiety that like overwhelmed her. Like that was what she was talking about. And so it's almost like... Really about That's awful. Why I like Katya, yeah, I know. So I they really just put it out of context about her mental health issues and the fact that it's like if you have someone who's super open about the struggles that they endure daily, and then you put them in a situation like Drag Race where it's like very, very intense. Like I don't know if how I would do in Drag Race. So it's like you know, just because someone says it's not a pleasant experience doesn't mean that like they don't have any gratitude to towards what it's done for them in their career. It's just, it probably wasn't a, it's probably a really grueling, you know, uncomfortable experience, but I mean, not so uncomfortable that she wouldn't go back and do all stars. Like clearly, you know, she was down to do it again. It's just the fact that like, Hey, it wasn't a day in the park. 
Yeah, and like it's pretty, a lot of them actually have come out and said the drag race is not fun. It's not a good time. It's a literal pressure cooker. And so yeah. I'm sure someone who was dealing with, I mean, it's also been pretty much it's to be expected. They probably take advantage of the fact that these people are so stressed and under a lot of pressure. That's how they get these amazing bits out of them. And that's why, as a casual viewer, you're like, why is this person having a meltdown? Like this is nothing. Like what's wrong with you? But when you think about what they're going through on a daily basis, or you know, if they're filming 12 hours a day for three days straight, like, yeah, I would have a meltdown too. If they, it's, it's very easily, very easy for that, that like that line to be taken out of context. I'm sure. I'm glad you brought that up though, because me as a bitch, um, I was watching (laughs) the last episode and, you know, watching the Vivian cry, I kind of like was rolling my eyes. Cause it's like, girl, you know, you're safe. Like, you know, you're fine. Like you have done so fucking well and they love you so much that you're not going home just slay this lip sync and you'll be fine you know so seeing the tears but it's like now that you say that it's like oh yeah she's just probably like really stressed out she's probably tired like hasn't eaten all day and that one cocktail probably hits you a lot harder than you think it will (laughs) and also like we've she might not know how the audience is gonna take what she does as well like we have been watching her for five weeks now and like we've developed a love for her, but she doesn't have to know that she didn't know that while filming. I'm sure. And that's what probably led to that type of breakdown. Yeah. I thought the whole, the, the, the really disservice of that episode was that they didn't give more for crystal who, again, there was no way they were sending, they were sending the Vivian home over crystal. So that poor girl got ran over by, by Cheryl, Cheryl Holm. Like she didn't get like she started crying and then they immediately like they cut to Cheryl like didn't give her any time to like explain. she clearly <laughs> she clearly knew she was going home the second she realized that she was up against the Vivian that was so the so justice funny. the oh, Cheryl yeah. whole bit so funny did you guys know that she is that's the her thing is girl groups did you guys know that wasn't clear at all <laughs> I I didn't know this but she actually like is really inspired by girl groups I heard I can, I can it's like her name kind of yeah, sounds I like think it she- would be. I think she was in a, 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 an imitation girl group where uh, the real person she was trying to portray is like named Cheryl too. Cheryl something. Yeah, Natalie Cole, not not King Cole. Yeah, well, exactly it's also it's it it's been speculated too because so Cheryl Cole, the actual woman, is the guest judge next week. Yeah, and it's been speculated that they kind of have been giving Cheryl a pass. Because they knew that this girl would be on the show, like would be a guest judge. So I'll be curious to see how that works out. Because um, <laughs> if she goes home, guys, we'll we'll be- next episode after. Well, yeah, well, yeah, she goes home the next episode after, and she's in the bottom two this week, apparently. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely. Uh... Also, real quick, I just want to point out again. It, I, it had we talked about this last week, George. The fact that Jerry from the Spice Girls was not the judge this week. But for the girl group challenge was like such a mess. Oh yeah, that like there was clearly a, like a, a scheduling issue, and I the whole time I was like, why is it not Jerry? Um, well, and- I will say though that the songs were more a little mix inspired. It was like a little more like hip hop pop is, rather is that, than is just that shade to little mix. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like just a type. Do you listen to little mix? Yeah. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, it just, it just. <laughs> Jamila, sing a song. I, I need, I need some Jamila karaoke. I don't know this is a shout out to mix, my ex. Mix it up. Mix up. Mix up your life. Yeah. <laughs> Girls of the world, mix up your life. Every boy and every girl, mix up your life. Oh, I've had that damn song stuck in my head since that lip sync that one week though. Oh, I color me homosexual, <laughs> but like I like God. Um, so yeah, we kind of talked, let's just go right into the rumors real quick, just because we are approaching the 45 minute mark here and we'll like to keep this nice and simple for the week. Uh, we mentioned that this next week's challenge or this next week's episode, we're getting Cheryl Cole as the guest judge. Um, the challenge itself, do you guys have any info before I start reading it? Just in case you guys have heard anything. Who do we think is going to do all Well, what's the challenge? What's the challenge? Yeah. Uh, so the challenge this week is they're doing they're they're doing adverts so this is like their um their commercial or their like their skit for the week um so like you know when the list of adverts had to promote or Tatiana is like tea I already have a top person in yeah. my mind so they are going to have I to did, yeah. um they're going to have to create a, co- a, a um, it's it's oh so they're creating an advertisement based on their brand of bottled water which is not very environmentally conscious FYI but yeah so who do you think is going to do well with this bag of chips 
I think she's going to home run it. Bag of chips, bottle of water. I what think else? Davina just based on – like I'm a Davina stan after the Don- whole Donald Trump thing. I'm just oh. like I, I, um, I put a lot of faith in her ability to improv. You mean the Vivian or Davina? The Vivian, the Vivian. Just the Vivian. kidding. Sorry, I'm terrible with names. And we sort we sort of point out is but, the but, one but, that but, I think is going to be top. Before we go, we say bye to Jimmy. Jimmy has to run. Uh, thanks bye, so much Jimmy. for joining us. Bye, bye, bye Jimmy. Thanks for having me. You're the you're the best. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye, everyone. Um, follow me on yeah, Instagram, so I- Jimmy Anti. Thank you. <laughs> love it um yeah sorry Jimmy. no i agree i think my my and and the fact that the vivian was in the bottom two last week i think her she's gonna be like times 10 coming back so i oh, definitely that think that could be true um but yeah so it's a bottle of water advertisement for their brand and let's see cheryl cole will be the guest judge it is rumored that davina de campo actually wins next week oh which is again another win for her i love this woman um, I don't, it, I, i'm not shocked I'm not shocked about that at all. Any three of those of our, the front runners, I don't. I'm not shocked. <laughs> yes, it is. It is said that the Vivian and Davina are in the top or the highest placing of the two, and that actually Bag of Chips does not do well this week. She's placed in the bottom. Bottom or two. She, or she's placed low in this week's challenge. Um, but the bottom two that are lip syncing will be Blue Hydrangea and Cheryl Cole. Whoops. Um, with Cheryl Cole apparently just eviscerating Blue Hydrangea. So we will say goodbye Aww. to Blue Hydrangea. She is off to be off to be made into glue at the factory. Has and I don't. It's only been five episodes. Has Cheryl Hole sung yet? She's not singing. Oh, I'm excited for this. She, you can just tell her like performance is her strong suit. Like that's that's what she does. Well, and Blue with- doesn't strike me as like a strong performer. However, I will say that if Blue leaves next week. She had a really good run. Mm-hmm. I am blown away by this this little twink. I think that they have truly they came and they they delivered. And you know, it's funny because the, the, one of the first things they said in the episode episode one was that I think I'm one of the best drag queens out there, like in in Northern Ireland. I can see it. Like she's yeah. very talented. Um, and also to your point about Cheryl Hole, George Cheryl Hole's gonna be performing in front of Cheryl Cole. She's gonna do it times ten. So. I think this will be a, uh, a SmackDown. It's going to be the Natalie, <laughs> Natalie, be. Natalie Cole sitting right in front of me. <laughs> I can't let her walk out <laughs> saying that drag queen did a bad lip sync of my song. And you know what? That resulted in one of the best lip syncs of all time. It, after, it The best lip sync, in my opinion. Thing. Actually, sorry, second best. George is referring to the lip sync um, from season four of RuPaul's Drag Race, which was um, yeah. Dita versus the princess to Nat King's Cole. This will be... Nat King Cole. Speaking of evisceration. No, that that I'm gonna watch that um before I go to work tomorrow. I need that to like wake me up. <laughs> um but yeah, so that's the rumors that we have for this week. Um before we wrap it up, do you guys have anything else you wanna chat? Anything you wanna plug? What's coming up for you both this week um in our lives? I am I'm gonna start because I'm just I'm nervous and I have to put this out in the world. <laughs> I am starting with a trainer tomorrow. <gasps> Good luck. Thank you. It's it's the guy. This guy like has helped a couple of our friends, or one of our friends at least, and like the, the results were astounding. But this person that I, um, this friend of mine, I I trust this guy because he and I kind of have the same outlook towards fitness and food, and so I feel like the fact that if it worked for him, I'll I feel like this man this man will help cultivate a healthy lifestyle for me because I'm turning 28 this month and I want to go into the next year of of 28 feeling as good as I. Looking as good as I feel. You're such a baby. So bad. What? I'm so bad. Yes, I'm so bad. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just like, it's, it's getting to a point. Where I need someone to just kind of put me in check and be like, no, you probably shouldn't eat that much or you should probably find a way. Like, I just need someone to kind of help me redirect. Like, because I'm navigating my body now. Like, I knew what worked out, what worked for me to work out when I was like 22. I knew what I could do and stay in shape. But now it's just a little, things have changed. Things have aged. A lot more miles on this car. That's what um, happens. So I'm sorry, that. So I'm kind of scared. So I'll probably be grumpy next week, but yeah, that's it. That's in my life. What about you guys? Love that. I'll share, I'll share the journey with you, Evan. Just <laughs> you're going to, you're going to like follow me to the gym, like take uncompromising. Oh, well, I thought, I thought the guy's more of a nutritionist than he is a, an exercise. Oh, there's group. no, there's no workout. It's new. Well, he's not a trainer. He's a nutritionist. Oh, I need that then. Yeah. He tells you what to eat, when to eat it and when to work out. Oh. But he doesn't actually work you out personally. Oh, thank God. I like him, I like him already. 
but you're not going to have, but you have to work out. To see yeah. results, you got to work out. Oh, yeah. Course, but you yeah. also have to eat well. I mean, and, and, and it's I do, a combination. So, Tifa, I do work out. I have I have a gym in my office. I go on my lunch break. I, I, I piddle around there. Like, it's not like I'm not doing that now, but I just, I need something to accompany it to make the whole puzzle kind of come together. So. It's a tough puzzle. It's a tough, it's a tough puzzle. It's fucking Jenga up there. I tell you what. <laughs> Um, what about you, Jamila? That's exciting. Yeah, thank you. Anything fun happening? Anything you want to plug? Um, besides my holes, uh, <laughs> I actually got uh, my husband to tell me what my birthday surprise is. Oh. <laughs> my birthday's in December, by the way. And I just, I just, I don't, if you have a surprise for me, just, you know, for the future, for the, everyone who's listening, if you have a surprise for me, don't say... I've got a surprise for you and then not tell me because I'm just going to be the most annoying person you've ever met. And so I finally like tortured it out of him and he bought me tickets to see the book of Mormon, which is a musical. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. I'm so excited because I am not into theater at all, but this is one show I've been dying to see. So I'm really excited. That's awesome. Yeah. I've heard really good things about them. Me you know? too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that's one of those ones that I, I've, I listened to the, the cast recording, but I've never seen the show. And I, that alone is amazing. When's your birthday, Jamila? December 19th. Oh, is it happening? It's, in this? Yeah, it's going to be December 17th. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, that's exciting. exciting. Jamila, are you on this CoStar app? Are you, uh, into, are you you're into astrology, aren't you? I am because, the, oh, here's the thing is that I don't know my rising and my moon sign i don't know any of that shit but i am a raging sagittarius i like sagittarius yeah it's accurate sagittarius. Um, <laughs> I, I am like uh, every everything i've ever read about a sagittarius is me through and through um yeah i'm kind of in the same boat here is that i i knew my one sign but this app costar like tells you everything and so it's been very interesting um huh. but i'm also a raging sagittarius so Welcome to yeah. that life. Well, I'm very excited for you to see Book of Mormon. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. I mean, it'll be obviously in a little bit, but that's exciting. I don't do all surprises either. I literally knew what I was getting for Christmas every year because I found out where the hiding places were. Oh, yes, yeah. I'd look, I'd look for them. I'm not going to be any less excited to get yeah. it. Well, this is not surprising for us. The people who are on the rumor mill <laughs> ruining surprises. <laughs> shit about spoilers. Yeah. Spoil away. And George, what about you? Um, nothing new coming up this week. Um. I think I'm going to treat myself to a vacation on your birthday. <laughs> where, where are you going? Oh, wait, where are you going? So uh, my boyfriend and I were thinking about traveling overseas. Rome. For, we were thinking of Rome for a while. Um, but it is now three weeks from Thanksgiving. Um, and we haven't booked any tickets yet. So I think we're going to just go to Miami. It'll be oh. fun. He, for some reason, needs to get away like every three months. Um, that's so. Yeah. I'm letting him plan it though. So I, I think Miami is going to be where we're going. That's great. I'll, I'll eat some cake for you while I'm there. Oh, <laughs> have cake in Miami. Our friend Bobby's going to Miami next weekend. <laughs> that's right. So I'll see you never. Well, that's very fun. Um, well, I think that is a good place to leave it on. Um, thank you all so much for joining us this week. This has been an episode of Boomer Mill, and we look forward to uh, join you guys next week where we will continue to discuss and talk about all things RuPaul's Drag Race spoilers and shit that's going on in our lives. Um, for Evan Ayers, Jamila Zara, George Munoz, and Jimmy Anti, we say thank you and we will see you next time. Bye! Bye! Bye.